I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Emma Bear. Hello, how are you? I'm very good. Now, will we, tell, will we let our listener into our secret? Oh, yes. This week on Up to 90. We're Skyping. So this yeah. is something we're trying, listener. Don't worry, by the way, it's not going to be every week. Um, but no. it's just purely for this week, week. Because you are in Dingle. I am in Dingle. And decided, um, and you couldn't get up to Dublin. So we were like, well, why don't we just try this instead of no episode? Yes. So this is a bit of a social experiment and we're going to give it a go for this week. But yeah, so we had a snow warning. We are living on the side of a mountain, by the way, just to say that. Um, And then we just couldn't get up to Dublin in time. So we said, look, we we don't want to let our listener down. Let's just try a Skype. Yeah, well, don't don't want to let listener down, but also don't want messages from listener going, is there an episode this week? There is a bit of that as well. I just have to like yeah, laugh because I've sure. always said anyone who messages you or rings you on either Viber or Skype, like, is just a registered sex offender. Like, that is a fact. Like, nobody, other than, like, if you have a friend living in, I don't know, like like Canada or you know Australia or something like that if they're Skyping you grand but if your housemate is ringing you on Viber or sending you a message via Skype like something is wrong it's weird isn't it it's so weird I believe it's still a thing I mean I just don't get it I think Um, it's a big thing um I say this having lived in West Kerry for all of two seconds now, just yes. so you know. I think it's a big thing um, with fishermen. I think they use oh. Viber. I think when you're out, I think when you're out on the high seas, Viber is the one you need to be on. Oh, right. Okay. Trawler men, get in touch. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Now, in Dingle, is the seafood very good? Is the fish and stuff? Oh, it is lovely. Is it? Yeah, really, really nice. Um, of seafood. Like, big, big fan. I eat fish every day. I know. If it wasn't so expensive is the only thing. It is expensive, obviously. But I have long said I could easily be a pescatarian. Now, I'm not talking about what I do in the bedroom. But... (laughs) 
I very rarely eat meat. Like, I would totally agree I could eat fish every day. But no, the seafood in Dingle is a maze. And Kane's Fish Shop is the place to go as well if you want if you want to get fish. But yeah, so you know, I say that now having had a pizza today for dinner and a toasted special yesterday. So it's not like we're really availing of it. But if we want to, it's there. special. Toasted special cheese, tomato, onion, chips and coleslaw. Like, it's just... The Supper of Champions. And where did you get this? I I got this in, where did we, where were we yesterday? Got it in Murphy's Pub yesterday. Now, we need to start cooking at home more. This is terrible. <laughs> also, I can't believe I said supper because I've had this running argument with Fred, who, as we know, is from Kells. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did meet someone at the weekend who was commenting on his love for a pache. And we had a good, you know, this is like a running mm-hmm. thing. But he okay. would say supper which I just find completely alien to me. You wouldn't say supper. No, never. What are your meals? Go through your meals. What what are the names? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. So fresh. Supper is like, oh, I mean, I've heard it the odd time if you come in late and like you didn't have a dinner and you're eating something at half eight. Yes. I've just had a bit of a supper. Kind yeah, of a thing. I was going to say but I would. Not a, it's not a relaxed kind of statement to use in conversation. I would say supper. I'd be thinking of Shane and his cheese sandwich. Wow, well, yeah. When he's supper. been, yeah, that's when he's supper. been disappointed. Dinner is dinner. not a supper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Fred has also started to use the word tea, which is quite extreme. It's not tea. So is what he, are we having for tea? Is, is often thrown out in a. Again? The Gwailgore vibes and Kerry Boyd using English words. No, I'm expecting him to tell me he's going off now on a hunt any day now because there is something is happening. And he did. I woke up this morning and I thought it was a bad dream, but it was actually Fred standing over me with daft.ie open. And he, what I love about Fred, so many things, but I just love the fact that he was standing over me, daft on a open, and he was showing me houses in Leitrim. And I was like, darling, Leitrim is flooded. And what I love about him is, is that this week, when Leitrim is underwater, he's like, I think we should live there. Well, you know who'd be delighted about that? Martha Gilhaney. Oh, our lovely Martha, who yeah. actually is a pescatarian, isn't she? Yeah. Would be right, Ems? Yeah, she is. She will, she will be delighted. And by the way, lovely Leitrim. We do love Leitrim. Um, but I just I just love that about Fred that he's like, this is the week. I think I think it's time. Like it's like just Noah and the rising again, just from a different place though, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, we need to be I need to be somewhere that I can ostensibly get a Dublin bus to town. That's what I <laughs> yeah. need in my life. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know what? You th- look, and I'm not gonna because it's so boring. I'm not going to go into it, but like we have, um, you know, because people are prick teasing us now. Like they get back and say, can you make a viewing tomorrow at 1.15? And you're like, yes, can I just get the address? And they never get back. Like it's just so close and yet so far away. But we will. We'll get there. Yeah, you will. Defo. It'll happen. Now, we need to talk about it because everyone is talking about it. I know you've been watching. Love is blind. Okay. Can I just go straight into it? I mean, don't beat around the bush. Right. So, 
the most recent series of Love Island I didn't watch. So the the last series, this last summer series was my first time ever watching it. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to give this a go just so if I do say anything about it that I can be completely, fully educated on the whole thing. Now, I don't think I would have stuck with it if Maura hadn't come into it, to be honest. No, Maura was the game changer. She was the show. Like, she was the show. Um... She's actually walking around. Have you seen her posture recently? It's completely off because she was just carrying the entire cast last year (laughs) on her shoulders. She's kind of walking with a limp now. I thought you were going to say something about Dancing with the Stars. I was like totally fell for that. No, didn't watch her Dancing on Ice. But, you know, I I didn't want to take the relationship that far. But we did love her on Love Island. No, totally loved her. But then I was like, when it came around the winter one, I was like, am I going to watch? Am I? And I was like, no, I'm not. And I do, I don't regret a minute of that. Yeah. So I was in work and someone mentioned this show that they were going to start watching it. And I was like, oh. And I had been co- watching comedians in cars getting coffee and I'd really enjoyed it. And I think I fucking went through all the episodes and there's a lot of episodes of that. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just like, until I find my new thing, I'll just watch this like, you know, fucking shite for like one episode just to see what it's like and then I start watching it and I was like oh my fucking god it doesn't take that long and you're fucking hooked yeah well I think we, we need my to give brain. a bit we need to just give um I think we need to give just kind of a, a a cautionary warning to any listener who hasn't started to watch Love is Blind. Do not make the mistake that I made. Don't know about you, Emma, but I started watching this show at eleven PM. Okay. Goes um, with saying I did not go to sleep until dawn. I was like, I have to watch the entire series. Had my headphones in, Fred was beside me. Like I just I couldn't stop. I tried. I watched one episode with Shane at the weekend and he couldn't bear it. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. Well, no, I had to. Ever. I had he was to like, you, well, haven't laugh, you haven't laughed once. I just spent the whole time shouting at Mark going, she doesn't fucking Well, you. I think... I made the mistake as well of letting Fred, he thought it'd be nice if we watched something together. So obviously there was only one option, which was Love is Blind. So he did sit beside me. But of course, I made my feelings clear because every time, you know, someone was like, let's face it, we're all fast forwarding to Kenny and Kenny. Okay, like nobody's got the time for Kenny and Kenny. So we get to Jessica and Mark, which is where we want to be. And Fred's coming in with comments like, they're all actors, like, this is rubbish. And I'm like, okay, for the sake of our relationship, this is, and do you know what's so funny? Because Fred has been filming me, I don't know if you follow Fred on Instagram, but he has been filming me watching Love Island, Love, Love is Blind. And the reaction has been so gendered. So all the male friends in my life have been messaging saying, it's rubbish, Julie. Fred's right. Nobody's watching it. All the women in my life are like, I'm hooked. Like, my kids haven't been fed in days. Like, this is just the best thing ever. Oh, But like, they're not actors. They're not, Judy, this is the comment that Jane made to me. And I was just like, why would you be so hurtful? to say I know. that well it's actually I because I think they're trying to make us all feel like fools 
and that's just not okay. Now, Mark, I mean, has killed before and he will kill again. So, like, Jessica, I have no... I mean, I, I completely understand why Jessica has taken to the drink so badly because wouldn't you you're if you're faced with Mark? Julie, her dog's an alco. She's feeding the dog wine. The dog is, yeah, wine. is drinking loves, wine. And sorry, not, not only does she say she loves wine, she says... She loves red wine. So does that mean that she's tried? And also, Pino, I feel it's a bra- well, it's a brave move letting your golden lab golden retriever drink red wine. Because, like, if you know, if you were sneaking your dog a Sauvignon Blanc, like you'd probably get away with it. But like, imagine that red wine tash. How would you explain that away to the groomer? Um. <laughs> And I just feel like, look, Mark is just utterly, utterly terrifying. Like when she's like, like Mark, the thing is, is like we have this amazing emotional connection, but it's just like, it's like I have to like pretend that I can't see what you look like. And that's hard. Okay, it's going to take me time. And it's just like, she is like, you repulse me. And also we need to talk about Cameron's lack of respect for personal space. Like he is literally sitting on Lauren's lap. I'm sure he's she's currently recoiling. Stroking. He's constantly stroking her. I really thought, I honestly really thought that she wasn't into him. Like the way she was acting, her body she's language. She's recoiling. The fake, the fake voice. Oh my god, so cute! Oh my god, I was, I was like, oh my god, she doesn't. But like she's him not into him yet. No, she is. I'd say is bordering on repulse. It doesn't. It really doesn't feel like she's into him. And I don't understand with Jessica why. I don't understand why she feels the need to keep this going with Mark. Like obviously, she feels she has something to prove. But honestly, yeah. did you see the episode where they go back to Mark's house and the brown sheets on the bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like brown sheets, forget it. Like I had a brown Deb's dress. Like anyone who's got brown in their life hates themselves. It's just such a red flag. I, thought, I mean, to be honest, like a fella's like bed sheets wouldn't fucking worry me at all. Okay, like if it was fucking, you know, Paw Patrol, I'd be just like this. Okay, this is fucked up. Well, we've all gone back. Yeah, we've all gone back to the My Little Pony duvet set. And you're like, I have so many questions. I really like I wouldn't give a fuck. There was something about the brown sheets, though, because it's as well. It was the same with Barnett's calf. Like, I feel like you knew the camera crew was going to be coming. I know. Just dress the bed. What, come here, what do you think of Barnett? Well, look, let's face it, absolute right. Like, complete yeah, okay. righty pants. Like, complete <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Amber was like, thank God I got fun- that one. Of, there's something a little bit funny about him. Clearly a player. Clearly a yeah. player. Didn't really get his sense of humour at all. Like, obviously the girls, we've all done it, were laughing along. Um, because they were like, clearly this guy is hot. Like I can tell, yeah. you know, you know how they knew he was hot was because his sense of humor was so bad, but he clearly thought he was funny. Therefore, he's obviously hot because people have been laughing at him. And now this man thinks he's funny. So it does remind me of um, the guy I was seeing previous to Fred. And I think you're going to say the guy we were months. talking I thought you were going to the say guy the guy I was talking about. No, but the guy we he... talked about just before we recorded. 
Oh yeah, the guy I was just telling about 20 minutes ago. No, he was absolutely gorgeous, right? Absolutely gorgeous. And he now goes out with somebody who relatively recently has worked with Fred. So I have crossed paths with him, but obviously haven't announced, you know, how I know this guy or whatever. We tend to do the like, pretend not to see each other thing. But then hilariously, I don't know how Fred copped this along the way, but he did mention to someone recently, oh, I think Julie knows like so-and-so about his girlfriend. And I was like, no, because I was like, I don't know this woman at all but he okay. was absolutely gorgeous a few years younger than me but no more than that he did say to me on the second date it's so strange for me to go out with someone who's funnier than me and he literally never made me smile once like he was just the least funny human being I've ever met so that's how they knew Barnett was hot I would say decent enough fella doesn't I doesn't know what he wants clearly like, you wouldn't be putting your eggs in the Barnett basket, I feel. Oh, but you you would. Like, your head would say no, but you know if you got a chance to be with them, you'd be fucking all your, ba- your eggs in the basket. And I, lo- I love I love uh, the way Amber, it's so my style, the way she's like, you love me, you love my debt, okay? You love my oh, student loan. That's the whole so package. Her. I just think she I gives like off... Amber. Oh, I think she gives off total Irish girl vibes. But that, also, that, she's genuine. She fucking money. She likes to go out. She's like, this fella's a fucking ride. Keep your hands off him. I think there's real, like, I like there's her. There's kind of a Mora vibe off her, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, but 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 I, you see, I haven't been following kind of the media taking up because I think I just kind of hold the series so dear that I'm scared I'm going to read something which doesn't one hundred percent concur with what I believe. I I know. Well, I've fin- gone as far as I can go. Obviously, the finale yeah. is next Thursday. This Thursday, as in tomorrow night. That, yes. Oh my God. Okay, I've got a gig in Galway, but that must be cancelled now. No, no, but listen to the beauty of this, right? So when I started watching it, I didn't realise that there wouldn't be a finale to watch. So I'm starting watching it, I'm like, oh my God, no, this is the trailer for the finale. So then I went and found out, oh, it's on the 27th of February. Then today, like, it's grand, like, I do have other hobbies, but today I looked up to see what time it'll be released at. So it said 3 a.m., Eastern time, American. So that means eight o'clock in the morning it'll be available on Thursday. But look, I know you couldn't go in and face a day's work after watching the Love is Blind finale. Like we're all going to need a few days off. I think, I'm. yeah, I know. I'm going to watch it at lunch. Though, but, but, but is it extra long? Because they're going to cover all of the weddings. Well, I think, I don't think it has to be extra long because I think we all know what's going to happen at the weddings. It's clear. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, obviously the girl, the blonde girl running away, sliding down a hill in the trailer. That has to be Jessica, I would imagine. No, it's not. It's not Jessica. That is Giovanna. But why does Damien say no? Because she says I do. No, but do you know what I think happens? I think somebody says because she's such a fucking drama queen, I oh, honestly yeah. no, that they get married and somebody says something to her, like, I don't know, not this, but like, just say, for example, says something to her. I wonder how this, how long this is going to last. Or Damien's 
gets a message from his family or some bullshit. And he's like, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think Damien. And they were like, have... perfect shot. I don't know. Should Damien have shared um, the fact that his parents are like, don't marry some whore for a reality TV show. Like, that's just not oh. a way to make I mean, you your fiancé you like, secure. They have concerns, blah, blah, blah. But the thing I like about Damien is that he actually plays hurling for Tipperary. Well, I mean, he is just like the head off him. It's unbelievable, isn't it? But also, I think this is why gingers are losing the run of themselves, okay? Because first there was Prince Harry. Now, call me Harry, okay, fucking, I was going to say Prince as in Prince the symbol, but I guess that's just a very circular argument there. But, okay, so Harry is now like, just call me H. So... Harry and Megan, and now Damien and G- Giannia. What's her name? Is it Giannia? Is that how we say it? It's Giannia, yeah. But I mean, she is stunning. Like, really, yeah. I feel Damien, right, is going to turn around. He's going to say, I'm here on a J1. She's just like, I can't marry anyone. Like, it's going to emerge that he is actually someone living in Atlanta on a J1 visa. Like, there is no way that man is American. Do you know who she reminds me of, though? She gives me, like, real Drew Barrymore wedding singer vibes. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little. I mean, she's she's stunned, isn't she, really? She's so, and her yeah. figure, like, she's so striking. Oh, I think, she, I, I do really like her, and I think, like, she's obviously gorgeous, but I think... Some of her stuff, her drama stuff is is affected. Like I feel like it's affected. Well, I feel with I feel with her. I feel like it's, it's very contrived. Yeah. yeah, and it's very very contrived. And I think you know, obviously, we're all reality TV experts at this stage. And I think that really puts you off someone when it's so yeah. transparent. Yeah, like, I know. I don't. I think what Jessica is like it's I hear just too much. I hear a lot of people giving out about Jessica, but the thing I like about her is that for all her flaws, she seems like she's being completely herself. You know, when she's talking to Barnett and he's like, I, you know, basically he says in a nutshell, I thought you were kind of still, you were saying that you still have feelings for me. And she's like, oh, no, God, sorry, not at all. No, it's not what I was saying. Like, it's completely what you were saying. But she's just decided to blank the whole thing like it wasn't filmed. But I think maybe because, I don't know what age the rest of them are, like Jessica does feel, probably because they're always referencing the age difference in her relationship, but I feel there's kind of a, I would feel a relatability to Jessica. Again, like, I don't know what, because I haven't really read, like, articles on it. I don't know what people are saying, but. That's what I would completely do in real life. Yeah. If there was a family. Who I was you, into, you've had who too much to drink past me. Yeah. I'd be so then you're shit. like, and then when he asks yeah. me about it when I'm sober, I'd be like, oh, God, sorry. No, I think you got complete wrong ended stick there. And it's like, no. I'm embarrassed for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what she said. There wasn't, I'm embarrassed for you that you thought that's how I felt. Yeah. Jesus. It's really, and, and also I think because again, like Jessica's, like, you know, like the rest of us, is, turning to the Sauvignon Blanc when faced with Mark and she's like look I just feel if we could like if we could talk to each other through a wall like maybe we could make this relationship work like I, I she's so forcing herself to go along with it I cannot see how she would actually go through with the wedding 
She was only gutting to meet up with her mates for them to say to her, what are you thinking? What are you doing? But but I feel, and the mates, you know, I feel like, I don't know. Like, you know, again, you're saying he's 24. So in the abstract, I do think like that age isn't important. But then you meet Mark and you're like, no, like this is just not the one for you. you The friends, the friends completely thought that they were auditioning for the reboot of Sex and the City. Because remember one of them asked, are you having amazing sex? Yes, and then I thought her response was strange. I thought it was yeah. a bit like she was kind of thrown, wasn't she? Like, are they? Ha- I know there was that issue that, like, you know, she wasn't feeling the sexual side of things because I wasn't sure how they started having sex. Yes, you see, that's the thing. She goes, yes, and then Mark's giving it the big fucking will I am to Kenny at the bachelor party, saying, "Oh, I mean." He like he goes up to Kenny of all the people because he knows Kenny. I know Kenny and his sweet and sweet like, kisses. Now it all. It, oh my god! Now he's basically <laughs> saying to Kenny, like, you know, it's all just made complete sense now that we've had sex, and oh, yeah. Did Mark, it, like, but doesn't Mark give you the heebie-jeebies? Oh my god! He was basically acting like a young fellow who just lost his virginity, and he was like, "Yeah, like we did it Kenny, two and a half times." Can you? Well, I'll be honest. I I think I fast forwarded to that because any scene with Kenny, it's like you know the way I how I feel about the old people in the soaps. I'm just fast forwarding to anything with Kenny, so I obviously missed that brief interaction. I would say that I originally thought in terms of hotness, like obviously Barnett is quite obviously hot. I did think Cameron was attractive before I got no. to know him. No, the stroking has to stop. No, but this is what I'm saying, that like in the pod, I was like attractive. Um, Like, you know, they meet. I was like, okay, he's got a nice build and all the rest. But like, no, he is perpetually stroking her. It's very, and but she is getting increasingly, like she's literally hanging off the side of the love seat. And he's like, I just want you to be my wife. I mean, I don't think she's going to go through with it. Because she's saying to her father on the morning, I'm just not sure. Like what father would would tell you go through with it anyway? I know they, they want to, yes, yeah, subvert your expectations. They keep all the bits of them saying, yeah, the doubts, and then they're the ones, and it's the people who were like, like your one Kenny, and what's her name again? Kelly. Kelly, I bet you they won't go through with it because you think that they will. Well, and you see, the thing is again as well. Like I feel like ultimately it would probably be easier to go through with it and then just get an annulment rather than. On the big day, say, look, actually, I don't. Like, at this point, if they've taken it so far, I mean, it would have probably to be... be easier to just get that annulment, I'd say. But there has to be, like, a follow-up, like, double episode at least. Like, where are they now? Well, I I mean, I can't, We, I mean, I think I speak for everyone in this phone conversation when I say, like, oh. it can't end. It no. can't end. Like, it just can't. And, you know, whether that is... Kenny, Kenny, Julie, Kenny is like, you know, give or take a year or two, 10 years are junior. What the fuck? I know. It is just strange, isn't it? Like Irish men at that age, it's like you've been chipping them for eight years and they're like, I don't want to put a label on it. About the sex, I'm not going to force you. Well, I find, and actually I thought... Yeah, you're fucking not. 
I thought Mario, aside from the fact that there is something so disconcerting and unsettling about him anyway, but and the fact that he refuses to accept that like Jessica is not in any way attracted to him whatsoever. But when he he was kind of at her about not wanting to have sex, he said it just doesn't have to be a command. Like we don't have to talk about it. He was so pissed off that they weren't having sex. I was like, Jessica, you pack your bag and you get the fuck out of there. Like, what an asshole. Like, as yeah. in like, oh, I'm the big man. And like, as you say, oh, I'm a good guy. I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. Okay, so you're not a rapist. Fantastic. Like, I've really found my Prince Charming here. Yeah. I just thought Really way, strange. The language that was used by some of them around that whole topic was just... They definitely have an open conversation about it and, like, you know, say it's important to you and you would like it to happen, all this. But all this thing about, I'm not going to force you. What? And also, anyone Thinking who says that to you, I'm not going to force say. you to sex, that's not someone I want to lie in a bed beside. Because I just feel it's like when somebody that's says, I'm a, a kid, nice person. That's a kidnapper. That's what a kidnapper if, yeah. says to somebody. You, I want yeah. you to want it. Do you want it now? Yes. Like, yeah. Sure, like, and I do feel... Couple. Yeah, no, it's definitely... it's it, it really does show, like, there is that kind of... You know, people talk about consent and all the rest, but like you, you definitely see like that misogyny there that it's like, well, you owe me this. Like we're here in a nice hotel. Like I've talked to you for a oh week through God. a wall. I saw a tweet there the other day and it was so funny and I don't know where it was from or who it was, but it said if for anyone who thinks that men, um, you know, don't understand consent properly or whatever. She, she said, try slipping your finger up the ass of a straight guy without asking him. And he knows all about consent. Yeah, it's true, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's so funny. I but I mean, at the same time, can we just say, you know, to our listener, we're not recommending anyone do that. But Ah, sure. Well, you see, this is the thing. They wouldn't they wouldn't be long kind of, you know, really thinking about it if they were in that position. A little bit of saliva on the finger before. I would say, I mean, look, if you had to, if you had to, to be honest, the pickings are quite slim. I was going to say if you had to marry one of them, Emma. I was going to say the pickings. Let's play, let's play, let's play shift, marry, kill. Shift, marry, kill. Shift, marry, kill. Julie, I don't think we should be saying kale in Wake Is kale too extra? Okay, too much. Okay, <laughs> let's just say shift, mom. marry, ignore. Avoid eye contact. Avoid eye, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's just say shift, marry, avoid. Right. <laughs> kale is a bit extreme. I'm sorry. I'm just very hormonal at the oh, moment. And I, I just think love is blind is just completely messed with my equilibrium. I'm <laughs> just, oh, I'm gone from being an emotional wreck last week to... It was brought up casually. Talking about murdering people this week. Okay, so I was say in a meeting the other week, right? Or not the other week, the other day, like just casually, like the meeting's wrapping up, and I nearly physically jumped on the table. I was like, "Oh my god, is there a shower?" Like foaming at the mouth, just insane. Cute Um, little foam. What? Let me see. Let me see. Okay, well, Kenny obviously avoid eye contact at all costs. I'd say Mark I'd avoid. Oh Jesus. I know, uh, like on. who are you left That's with then? I'd say Mark avoid. I'd say I'd shift Cameron and I'd marry Burnett. Yeah, yeah, I could do 
I could manage the the shift with Cameron if I was like tanked up like Jessica. And then yeah. after after the like to say the shift, he he was just there like kind of stroking your arm and saying like and rubbing your cheek. Yeah, one of those. You're just like, um, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just going to the toilet. I'll be back in a minute, and then just disappear. Yeah, you definitely. If it was a cinema date, you definitely put. I'd ring the coat you, on. and I, I'd like Julie, Julie. I'm in Charlie's. Just c- come outside now. We need to leave now. I have your food. I Don't feel Cameron is watching. Like, <laughs> I feel Cameron is watching Lauren sleep. Like it just and it, Lauren is just a fucking babe. Like this must. She's stop. a total babe. She's a total babe. But you know what really pisses me off as well about the whole thing is how childish they all are. Like I don't even know who it was, but like early on when they're in the pod, somebody goes, "I'd like two boys and a girl," and the woman or whoever goes. That sounds nice. I'm like this was Barnett and Jessica. I feel like going two boys and a girl. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Funny you say that because Binky, Binky said the same thing this week. She said, you know, obviously she has her little girl Indy, and she was like, I want two more boys now, or she wants another. She was saying, I want another boy and another girl. I was like, what's wrong with people? Like, really? But again. It's surprising. Like you look at Jessica and I feel there's so many lessons to be gleaned from it as well. Like, you know, it's literally looking at my former dating self in in some ways. Like, you know, the fact that she's successful in terms of her job and all that. But then this Egypt yeah. Barnett comes in and says things like, I think we should get a dog. And she's going back saying, OK, so like he wants to be with me. Like, it's just not correlating with this obvious she's obviously a very intelligent woman outside the pod yeah in fairness to him I think if you're in that situation and you're meant to end up proposing to somebody you would end up having those conversations and like God only knows how long those dates fucking are oh well they obviously go on for hours like the snacks are in there the drinks like you know and you can tell I do feel bad for them it's obviously edited in such a way that you know, you might think, Jesus, sure, they're saying I love you at the drop of a hat. But we, as you say, it's probably some form of like emotional torture that you're on this date with somebody and it's just fucking never ending. Yeah. And because you can't it's see so the person and there's the silence, you have to feel the silence. Like in real life, you would not have to feel that silence. So you would not divulge that much information. And like as they as they say, what is it like? Ninety percent of communication is nonverbal. So, it's actually probably a really fucking bad idea to get to know somebody without any of the visual cues, because that's really well, what you know, connections say, with people I, are about. Yeah, because even a lot of what Barnett was saying, like obviously, he, you know, used the word goofy, which I think we've discussed before, is a red flag when somebody describes their behaviour as goofy. But he considers himself a bit of a goof, a bit of a prankster. Um, but a lot of what he was saying, he was delivering with a smirk. But of course, yeah. on the other side of the wall, like then people are clinging to what he's saying. And yeah. like the and there's a difference between a smirk. Yeah. And then was like, oh, I misread that. So please take me back. And like, Mark I was like, you, you were never like, gone. I've definitely had like jokey conversations with people. Like, 
oh, like when we are married, we're going to do X, Y, and Z or whatever. But Emma, just I mean, we've done the thing of, look, everyone's done the thing of you're shifting someone on the regular and you're, you know, discussing your imaginary baby names. But you're not going to go off and say, I've got a cross tattooed on my rib cage and I've got room for the two kids' names. And like the difference between American women and Irish women, like um, Irish women would be running a mile and Jessica's like, he's the one. Like, I mean. And one more session and you will have that tattoo removed. And I mean, thank God. It was a painful, expensive process for you. Oh, and when she's talking to Barnett in the hotel, like when they're out on the deck in the hotel, and Mark comes over and kisses her, like I find the men in it. Oh my god! You know when she's chatting to him at his birthday party, and she's fucking hammered, and she's all legs. And and we've all been there. And then, oh, we've all been there. And then Mark phone to phone two years ago. And then Mark comes over. And she's fucking guffawing over him like a mentalist. He's like kind of saying something like, do you want a bit of water? And she's like, oh, I'm so in love with you. And she's like, I love my fiance. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and I just love the way she's like, I love my fiance, Barnett. I mean, Mark, like, it's just so hard on her. And it is hard because. I do splits in his face. She's all over the shop. And I do feel bad because. <laughs> I do she feel bad. Go to the jacks and just say, <laughs> And I just feel like with Amber and Burnett, I do think there is a genuine connection there. And I kind of like the way, like, when it came to meeting his family, I, I did note, I was like, that's impressive. She was like, you know, he was like, you need to be on best behavior. He was clearly nervous introducing her to the family, wasn't he? And she was like, well, you know, I can't be like too much on my best behavior. Like, I'll have to be a bit of a smart ass. Like, that's just my personality. And I was like, that's actually really admirable. She's like, that's just who I am. I know. Yeah. And I did like the fact, in fairness, when I know she was hammered and all the rest of it. But he was completely respectful to Amber and to Jessica when she was talking to him. Like, he was very straight with her, but in a very nice way. I thought he handled it very well. I mean, he could have had like a bit of fucking, you know, if he was a different type of person, he could have had a bit of fucking fun with that to, you know, fill his own ego or whatever. But then I'm probably being very... I feel with... I feel with... I feel with... He was. I feel like... Well, I do think he handled it well, but I guess we have to bear in mind, like it is two weeks to his wedding. So, like, I would hope two weeks from our wedding, if it ever happens, Fred, if you're listening, by the way, he has started listening to the podcast, by the way, which makes me very worried. We're really And what did I say? What did I say when you told me this? Oh, I forget. What did you say? It's the end of the podcast? Well, no. Well, that's second. But I said, you need to get out of Dingle. It's obviously messing with his mind. Yeah, well, he's never, in two years, he's never listened to enough time to even the ones he's been on. So, I mean, the fact that even the night of the Simpsons, I had to sing him the theme song, just said it all. I was like, I can't believe even at this point. So, yeah, no, it is definitely changing the dynamic here. But I would hope two weeks from the wedding, if somebody had said to Fred, oh, I thought we had a real emotional connection, he might brush it off. Yeah, but, this, but this is Ireland so like who's to say what would happen at that point I know but I just fucking love it and I can't That's wait for amazing. tomorrow 
But, but I just hope this isn't the end. Like they have to, they have to, as you say, do a follow up or something. Oh, they have to, they have to, because so I went. Basically, somebody said to me, actually, Sasha in um, in work said to me that. If you go on, I hadn't gone on, like you, I hadn't gone on social media at all because I didn't want to know anything. And yes, she's like, I if you go on, she's like, if you go on social media and whatever, she's like, there's nothing. She's like, there's there's no info about it. There's nothing. There's no major clues about anything, blah, 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 blah. I was like, perfect. I'll go on. And I found Lauren's YouTube channel fairly handy because she did this vlog about uh, Love is Blind promo. So she was doing promo with Mark and she was on a few TV shows and stuff and like her job description in Love is Blind is content, content creator. creator so I thought like that she would have a fairly good following you know what I mean I thought okay she's definitely gonna have like a good few thousand followers on YouTube she had like under 3,000 I'd say a lot of them have joined have subscribe to her just now and loads maybe of the she's an instagram in, girl but loads of the videos were in the um in the hundreds <clears throat> but i just thought like if you were going to be a content creator i yeah i i, I, I mean i would across the board obviously you'd I'd, have platform you'd favor more but that says to me like someone who's doing the long videos on youtube as well as instagram and whatever yeah it's well I did I was interested when I saw that because she very much interests me as a character Lauren but uh yeah I kind of just presume maybe she's big on Insta or something did you check her Insta following I did but I see everyone who's on the show has a pretty solid Instagram yeah, of course yeah 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 well, so then I was like okay maybe she reflective. maybe she creates content like for companies I was like maybe that's what it is but still I was surprised. It's a funny one. Because I nearly thought I recognised her. I was like, if I watched her on YouTube doing some, like, I, you know, fell down some fucking hole and came across this one. I don't know, but she, there's something familiar about her. I don't know what it is. I haven't figured it out. But Mark, yeah, I, he spends the whole time giving the V sign. That's all oh, he does. Stop. But why is Jessica, why doesn't she know her worth? Like, why does she feel she has to go along with this when she, out of all the couples, whatever whatever else you say about the other couples, I think Lauren is over Cameron at this stage. But I do think she did, you know, fancy him in the beginning that she thought he was handsome and blah, 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 because he I seemed think... kind of great on the holiday. Like, when we got back and, like, he took around her fa- the family home, I think she was a bit freaked out by that. Like, it's like... When a guy meets you and he's driving a quash guy and he doesn't have any kids, but he's like, I just think it's a good family vehicle. Like you run for the hills. Jesus Christ, I know. But I think, I I think that Jess is think the actually only that, one that is really forcing herself to go along with this. Yeah, but I think actually you saying about the car there and like great for family, that's what like a big problem I think with Mark and Cameron and I think Jessica even said it before is that they're too emotionally available. So the women like Lauren and Jessica, they've never experienced and no woman has ever experienced that where they've met somebody who's like willing to like do it all 
straight away because usually if someone's like I love you I want to have kids with you da, 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 there's usually something going on the first thing that's usually going on is and obviously it's not the case in this show but they ha- they're you're their bit on the side because if they're willing to be so open and put themselves out there it usually means that they like they have the backup plan like women are if people are like that open and like fucking mad about you straight off and there's no aloofness. They're like, what the fuck's going on here? Well, as my mother would say, there's a want in them, is the thing. You Like anyone who's making themselves that available at that point, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to sound like oh, kind of, uh, I don't want to sound mean here, but I think it's not really normal either to meet someone and be like, I want to have kids and now. Whether that's like, good or, whether that's and good I or think bad, it's territorial. It's I think yeah. it's like, let's now make ourselves into this unit and then you're mine forever. Like, it's not allowing someone to breathe. So, you know, if you're not giving it's someone space to grow, there's experienced your whole life, isn't it? But so it's, it's, it's like, yeah. And I think it's not nurturing. I think it's controlling, actually, when someone's like, yeah. I think we should get married. I think we should have kids. I think we should move in. It's really, it's not in any way nurturing. And I know, like, in most, with most of my female friends, usually the argument would be the opposite that it's like, it's, he's taking too long to either start trying to have kids or getting married or getting the house sorted or whatever it is but actually there is something to be said for just taking time with things because then the flip side is is that generally in my experience anyone who had any one of my friends who has met someone who has wanted those things straight away it has never ended well there's always been some kind of ulterior motive there they just generally have not been in it for the right reasons and yeah. sometimes when you realise that you're in it too deep, because like ultimately, I don't want to say like these people are kind of manipulative, like Cameron and Mark, I, you know, I, I think oh. that they're just controlling personalities. And I think that because they're controlling and maybe they are manipulating, you know, I know it's not a nice word to use, but maybe they are manipulating to an extent. Like you can see so easily how women get sucked into these things, even though they, even though they don't want to be in them. And I think that's what's really scary about watching these dynamics, that they're really not picking up on the signs. Yeah. They're not yes. listening. I think the problem is, and like say, take the example of Jessica. I think one of the issues there is that like she's basically hearing all these things. She's probably said to those fucking sex in the city gal pals that she's always wanted to hear someone say. So she has this conflict. She's like, I'm getting exactly what I wanted but it doesn't feel right. And I think like from what I can gather, whatever, you know, the way we've talked about before, America as a country just seems to be a lot more conservative. I think there's a lot more pressure on people to get married and get married by a certain age. Like if you were a single woman in Ireland at 34, I really don't think anyone would give a fuck. Whereas I think in America, it will be more of an issue. Yeah, like well, they are uh, in the home here until they're fucking thirty. Like you know, not not everyone. Thirty but like, plus not... six. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like but I know, I know. But you're with especially Jessica, if you live in Dublin, like there's there's but when really no way you can move out. Thirty-four, and she seems to like you can see from her that she do, is feeling the weight and she's feeling the pressure of not being married and ultimately that makes me so sad because as you say Emma she's literally like the first man who tells me the things I want to hear I'm just going to do it and now that this man is telling her these things as you say it doesn't feel right and she's obviously feeling that she doesn't have the time to 
actually check herself and say, no, I'm going to have to go with my heart here. Like, it's just not there. But she's She's feeling this external pressure. And the thing about the three kids, she's like, I'd want to start now. I'm like, Jessica, I just feel give yourself some time. It's really, really hard to watch someone like that settle for Mark. She's she's defo thinking, this is my last chance. He seems like, okay, obviously he's mad whatever, but she's like, he seems like a good person, that he's a nice person. You know, he we'd have a couple of nice kids together. He'd be supportive. And in five years time, if I decide to break this up, well, I'll have my kids and I'll always have my kids. Well, I say that is how she's thinking. What I was thinking was, was exactly that, that when I, when it reached a point and I was like, okay, at this stage, she's obviously planning to go through with it. That like, maybe that's what, what she was thinking. Okay, look, we can have kids. He's not a bad guy. And that's not to say we have to be together forever. Like maybe that is what is kind of pushing her here. Yeah, but you see, actually, the interesting thing that your one Lauren said about doing, okay, like it wasn't very interesting video, but about doing the the press for Love Is Blind, she's like, she comes back from, she was in New York, right, and she's heading back to Atlanta. And she's like, I'm tired, you know, I've been working the whole time. She's like, it's work that I. Oh, she's like, don't get me wrong. I love it. I enjoy it. But it still is work. So I was like, right. So she's obviously getting paid for this. I'm like, I don't know whether it's financial or what, but there must be a massive incentive for them to see it out to the very end. Because I'm like, oh, like, say, but there's, but I imagine Karen, there's a massive like, financial incentive. There has to be something. Because I'd be looking at them and if, right, if she's legit about what she's saying about him, and her concerns. Why don't they just fuck off and just get to know each other and date? Yeah. No, I think that... But those two in particular, I'm just like... But I would imagine, especially with, you know, an American production company, like, I would say they have that sound up that, like, there ha- as you say, there has to be some massive, either a massive financial incentive or some kind of penalty if they don't see it through to a certain stage that I feel like with Lauren and it probably is maybe a bit uncomfortable to watch in the sense that it's clear that she doesn't want to be there but for some reason feels she has to plod along with this and that does kind of make me uncomfortable that I'm like obviously by the way you know this is not you know a hostage situation but maybe she feels under some financial pressure to stay because it does feel like she's very much trapped. And Camille, what did you think about your man uh, who was with Diamond? What was his name? Carlton? Carlton. What a cheeky bastard. I thought I could not get over how he spoke to her the next day. And I understand, obviously, it's very hard, you know, um, to kind of express like your sexuality I imagine like he has which he said like he's been met with rejection and stuff before which must be very difficult but I thought A I thought how he spoke to her before she went down to the pool was really weird and yeah. B the next day I thought her all she was doing was trying to talk it through like she was clearly thrown this had come from left field he was so defensive and horrible I thought he came Wasn't across he? so badly and saying the thing about her wig, like, what an asshole. Now, did, the only so. thing I thought, did she make some comment about 
She said an ass and a dick. Did she say something like that when she was walking away before he said about she the wig? Did. And I remember because I I, re- I I I was trying. I rewound it a couple of times. And I could make out what she said because then I thought, okay. Like was that was that a homophobic slur? Did she say something like yeah, that? I d- I don't know. I thought it was like obviously if they were in that pod thing, they were probably sharing all sorts of shit. So she probably thought at that stage she knew all. But he should have shared that with her. It. And he's talking about he was talking about to camera. He's there talking about the rejection and all this and the fear and blah 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 blah. blah. And then when he goes to tell her, he's like, "You're." They're literally the only girl that's ever had a problem with this. Like, well, I mean, of course, and uh, it surprised me. But what surprised me was, and I guess in the moment she was probably so floored by his aggressive response to her, I was surprised that she didn't pick him up on that. That like he's bang, you know, banging on about the rejection he's had, and then he's like, "Well, basically, you're the weirdo because any girl I met hasn't had a problem." Sorry, what? Like, is that what you've been telling us throughout the whole series to this point? And that's why you've been getting upset. You're telling me that no woman has ever had a problem with this. Like, it just doesn't, sorry, love, but it's, it's just horrible, not adding up. But that, that, so that's the, oh, he was horrible, utterly horrible, called her a bitch, which I just thought was so weird and aggressive. Oh, yeah. It wasn't about her. That was about something else. It and was... I really liked her and I was actually really, really upset for her. Like, even I thought when yeah. she was going off in the taxi, I thought she looked completely shook by the whole thing. And he's off popping champagne. And, you know, I will say, I I did think maybe she said something. I couldn't be sure. Something about ass and dick. Oh, I thought that as well at the time. But I couldn't. I couldn't work it out even when I rewound. But I just thought his... His way of dealing with that was really, really bad. I actually hope that when he watched that, that he learned something from that or do you know what I mean or like that was kind well, of like you would, I would hope to him about how he's he it seemed to be all about him things. like oh. it was very much all about him and you would hope when he watched back and he saw maybe her speaking to the camera on her own like maybe he would consider oh okay like maybe this is how she but felt way, in that moment the thing that got me about it was it was it was also the way that he revealed it because it was this big, massive build-up and then he tells her. So obviously it's going to be a big shock. If he had actually just, when they were talking about sex or previous partners, if he had just brought it up in conversation when it came up naturally, like I know you'd have to work it in the bit, but like if somebody had been with, uh, you know, some of the same sex, whatever, and you're talking about past experiences, it, it, you would have the opportunity to just work it into conversation and float it and see how it goes down. Well, it ultimately, it was kind of deceptive of him not to tell her pro- previous to proposing. And I find it bizarre that he really was kind of laughing at the fact that she was like, you should have told me before you proposed to me. Like, I found all of that really worrying made it, it in made terms it of him. It made it such a bigger deal. It made it such yeah. a bigger deal. And as you say, like, because I know now, you know, a few, like, I'm trying to think back to my own history, but I know, for example, now, even a few friends of mine, I can probably think of two or three offhand who were in long-term relationships, either long-term relationships or married two partners and like their partners would have been with people of with like say people of the same gender so they would be married to men and have said yeah. oh when they were younger they 
would have like been with other people and like I it's it's something that would probably like the what I thought from her response was I thought if he had given her time and been gentle with her she could have got there but I think he because he went into full-on attack mode it was just it was never going to happen but I really really liked her as a character diamond and I felt genuinely the reason she was so upset was because she had thought that they could just have a chat and she could have time to process and it would be okay and I really don't think she was expecting him to explode like that it was so weird it was really I have to say it was really unsettling and it kind of even I was like Jesus I hope this isn't like the tone that the rest of it's going to take do you know that kind of way I was just like oh and and, and, you know just to qualify that like I hope she didn't make a homophobic remark like I would be really sad if she did do that I mean I rewound it a couple of times I just didn't I didn't get what she was trying to say like you know she had done that like obviously that is not cool on any level but you would hope that he might watch it back and think okay well it's not all about me because actually she you know probably in that moment I could have handled it better and she maybe didn't deserve how I instantly went on on the attack I think he just he was so for whatever reason, he was totally consumed by this part of his past, as he called it. Like he, it, it just felt like he had. It was just like building up inside him. That well, he it was lost about him. Perspective. Then, when I'd yeah. love to know as well how involved the producers are with this whole fucking thing. Yeah, you'd wonder. I don't know. You see, then the likes of the likes of Fred and Shane saying these are actors like sorry, but there's no way Diamond was acting that pain like she felt proper like what the fuck? I feel so humiliated. Like, I can't believe this. Like, it's just obviously it's orchestrated, I'm sure. But I would think there's genuine feelings there. Yeah, I saw, like obviously the whole fucking thing is worrying. Like even when I think of like how Damien speaks about love, I'm just like, what the fuck? Well, Damien has killed before and he will kill again. <laughs> and like we have already established that he is on a J1 visa. So but I said to Shane, I said to him like, Shane, how are we ever like supposed to expect to last if you don't discover a star and name it after me? Like how is this yeah. going to work? And I had to say that's what love is. Was like when he was like, I've never been in the helicopter with Shane. How is it even still going on? I know, but look, you're only a couple of kids in, so maybe he's just still, maybe he's still trying to keep it casual. I think that with G, let's just call her G. I yeah, think that yeah. with G and Damien, I really enjoyed when she was. I mean, she's just. I mean, she's just, as you say, like she's probably the most histrionic person I've ever seen on a reality TV show. But when she was saying, I, when he's like, what's for dessert? And he, she's like, I'm your dessert. And like, you know, obviously Damien is an Irish man on a J1 visa. So he actually wants, he wants a proper dessert. Like he wants jelly and ice cream. (laughs) And you could tell in that moment, he's like, oh, I'd really like to do this book we just have dessert first like I I think there's an apple crumble on like you could tell the way he was put her off he was like oh you know we can just hold on like the man the man just wanted a trifle yeah I think what he was gonna do was he was gonna 
have the sex and then nip into the kitchen in his penny's jocks and fix himself the bit of dessert and eat it in bed. He wasn't, no, he wasn't. He definitely wasn't happy at the thought of, because I'm sure it was a set menu. Like, I'm sure I'm. it was definitely a three-courser. Yeah, I just feel like with G, she'd be the type to, like, say, if she was having a dessert, she'd be orgasming at the, the restaurant table and flicking her hair. And can like, we talk about the fact? It across the room. We like, can talk about the fact the episode that Fred tried to watch uh, with me was the one oh, with G yeah. and Damien, that Damien oh, was in the bed and she was like, hey, Damien, <laughs> you know when you say I'm the best sex of your life? Uh, do you ever wonder why I don't say that back, huh? Do you ever wonder why I don't say it, Damien? And you're like, this is actual emotional abuse, isn't it? Like doing it in front of the yeah, camera yeah, crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, that's because like, oh. he used sex as a weapon. Oh, and she's God. like, do you ever wonder, Damien? I just love the way that she told him that she self-sabotages. I know. She told him that she self-sabotages and then every argument is like, he says, to her, yeah, well, you self-sabotage and this is it all over again. I'm like, first of all, what are you talking about? You've known her for three days. And second of all, since when can we use self-sabotaging as a get out of jail for fucking everything? I didn't know you could do that. You know me, I self-sabotage. Like everything. everything. I know. I know she how knows. marriage ends, Damien. It ends in divorce. And you know what I loved about that was the way she <laughs> painted the divorce story. I was thinking Kramer versus Kramer. Like, you know, like didn't see mom for years. Like, you know, dad is emotionally Final. distant. Next thing, not alone do her parents turn up the <laughs> seem completely amicable but also her stepdad so they're just a fa- they're just a happy th- trio like they obviously got a plane together they were like look let's share a cab like it makes no sense going in different taxis like she has framed it like this is the most toxic situation she's like I know I know how marriage ends and her loving parents are sitting there and I'd say G's been a handful over the years Uh, and they're weeping and I'm just like these people have probably given this girl everything her mom and dad are sitting there going here we fucking go again Another one of these fucking skippies. But, but did you not think the same that they all seem to get on great like I'm like surely this is what a blended family should be. They seem to be pretty reasonable people, like, in fairness. And, no, the proposal was just too much. Like, the G and Damien oh, proposal. Because I'm we did strong. that much You then. get on your knee. Because at that point, as you say, like, we knew nothing about them. It was just, obviously, at the very end, the producers like, oh, by the way. Yeah. These so two are going to get... Like, I mean, what was so unusable from their day that it couldn't be used in the show? Like, yeah, what I mean, you know what I will say I about Lauren and Cameron? I think they were going to be the final push. I think with Lauren and Cameron, there was genuine feeling there at the start. I, I can see why when Cameron said they have their parents have the same names, Pam and Bill. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, this makes so much sense. Because you know when you're with someone and you're like, this feels so wrong. But you're clinging to the fact you're like, ugh, but he's but got a cash. You know what I mean? You're like, you're clinging to that one thing. 
the same things like oh we're we're it's we're actually the same person. It's scary. It's scary. Since when have people being the exact same ever made for a good fucking relationship? Do you know what yeah, I, mean? I don't think any we're of them so similar. and yang. Fuck's sake. Actually, like you know, they're the, like, I'm yin, he's yin. This is a match made in heaven. You're like, I think you have completely misread that. Do you know who um was online giving it loads about love is blind and the experiment and so happy to be a part of this and fucking can't wait for you all to see it and it's fucking amazing. Do you remember your man, right, in the pod episodes who featured briefly, who had dark hair? And who asked, who asked Diamond, was she African-American? I don't know if he was the one that asked her that. But he oh, was, was he the guy counselling Barnett yeah. and Mark? Yes, yes. And, and he was there, a good looking guy. He was there anyway online giving it the big, like, you know, being involved in this show. It's just fucking amazing. Da, 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 da. And I just felt like going on, going, and obviously I didn't because I'm a nice person online. I was like, <laughs> you are a fucking non-entity. What are you talking about? I was in the you show more than I'm so glad you, you didn't do that because I know you wanted to so bad. <gasps> well, I just find it interesting because Emma D 2019 <laughs> did make a comment along those lines. Now there's it's no profile so picture, oh, no profile, oh so I can't, I can't trace it. But I do, I do think, I do think she's followed by Dave Anthony. So I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't quite put it all together. But it is an amazing coincidence. But thank God you held your tongue. Um, I have no, like I would never forget that. Somebody wrote in the the comments, oh my God, you're amazing, man. You were like a counselor to everyone. I felt like going, yeah, fucking hashtag. And I felt bad for the little guy, you know, at the start, he got one line, which was, um, I just want to be here because I just I'm looking forward to this because a lot of women just judge me because of my height. And you know that the girls asked how tall they were. Oh, Jesus. Because he wasn't seen after that. No, he no. He got that one line saying, you know, I'm hoping people will love me for me. And, you know, not not my height won't be an issue. And, like, we never, we I never saw what? him again. Like, he, he was just placed in a carry-on case and just wheeled out of there. They were like, you must leave immediately. I feel, actually, Julie, before we go, we have to explain something and ask the listener to, like, pass on this message. So, a few months ago... Um, Dave Anthony was in Ireland. Do you remember this? Oh, our old friend Dave. Yeah, we haven't explained this at all. With his podcast doing a live show, and we saw that it was on months before, and we're like, yeah, yeah, we must go to that. And then, obviously, because we're Irish women, we don't really give a shit about stuff. And we completely forgot about it. Well, there's never follow through. So you say and things now. like, oh, I'd love to meet Paul McGrath. And your your friend says, I'd love to meet Paul McGrath. And then you're like, I'm actually going to interview him for my podcast. And she's like, no, I'm just going to stay in bed. Like, we don't have follow through. We don't care about stuff like that. You could say, oh, my God, I've always wanted to meet Christina Aguilera. Like, she's actually just in that spa there. And you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna leave. Fuck it. Yeah, no. Like, there's. I'm not jaywalking. Like, it's not. No. It's not happening. Well, because oh, Fred God. did say that when we were interviewing Paul McGrath, we often quote it because it's just this in joke we have. Because he did say that morning, he said it's always been a dream of mine to meet Paul McGrath. 
<laughs> I said, but sure, why don't you come with us? And he was like, no, I might just stay in bed. And I... <laughs> but that's because, as you say, Emma, we're Irish. Like, it's not anything personal. It's not in our culture to give a shit about anything. So, it's, yeah, it's just not our thing. So we completely forgot that it was on. And then he he tweeted us the day of. Yeah. Hey, where are we coming? And, and I think neither of us saw it until the evening. Neither of us saw it. Until 8 p.m. I, I was uh, going to some school meeting with Ellie because she was going on a German trip. So I had to go up with the passport inside. And, and, I, I, think... and I was supporting Fred. He had forgotten I was supporting him. And then he rang You're, and was like, I yeah, forgot you were supposed somewhere. to support me. And we were like, oh, we can't go. Like, one, we're like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, we're just meeting for a pint tomorrow or something. And he was like, oh, uh, no, I'm fucking getting a flight tomorrow or something. And we're like, oh, sorry, my bad. And we were like, sure, next time you're in Dublin. I don't know if he got back to that one. <laughs> so what so we're I saying feel, is, we're I feel like <laughs> And I think I love is blind. They need to take a leaf out of our book. You don't have to follow through on stuff, Jessica. Well, fairness, you don't have to follow don't through. Day of. Don't tweet us day of. Uh, well, I we do need a bit of notice, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I was raging, but I did. Can just go, what are you gonna do? Tonight I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna leave now. But I just can you imagine getting a hug from Mark? No. Can you imagine Mark suffocating the life out of you? Do you know what Mark is, right? Mark is a fella who who is in work. Maybe he's like he's doing security or you know, he's not like in the main he's not in your main work, but he's like part of the characters who, you know, make up your day to day. Right. And somebody says about Mark and you say, Ah, he's nice. That's what you say. Yeah. He's not a bad guy, Mark. You know, he's not yeah, a bad yeah. guy. He, I just he, want he Jessica to not be pressured in into pursuing this. Yeah. She's probably not doing the promo because she's fucking pregnant. Or I'd say, I'd say, if he was working in Centre, he'd be the type of guy that he would slip you an extra hash brown. Like he's he's a nice guy, you know what I mean? Like he's oh, yeah, not... he'd, do, he'd do that kind of shit. No, but you know what he'd do? He'd slip you an extra hash brown, right? And he'd make a big fucking thing, and he'd be winking at you and say, "That's grand, grand, say nothing, grand." He'd be like, "Oh my god, thanks so much, thanks so much." And you know, because you're in your thirties at this stage, that this gift isn't for free. No. Like, and oh, the next day, no. he'd say, "If you want to get a coffee sometime." Yeah, but you know what would happen? You'd get back, which wherever you were eating the fucking yolk. I'd mill into the extra hash brown and it'd be like fucking chewy. And you'd be like, I think these are yesterday's hash brown. Yeah, yeah. You're like, so not only do I owe him now, he's after giving me fucking day old hash browns. You're yeah, in that you're just helping you're like, clear the debris. This isn't even worth anything. And he's manipulated this situation to make me feel like I owe him now. And Cameron, if and he's boy, working you know, in the deli, definitely... And job. I know, but you know, I, do you know what? I do it for Jambon. 
I've done it before and I'll do it again. A champon is because do you remember I was gonna I love champon so much. I was gonna put something yeah. up on Instagram, but someone did point out to me that like their own Calgans thing. So I did mention this to and I was like, you know you own champons now. And we did a good 25 minute conversation how much we love champons. Um but I think if Cameron was working with Jelly, he'd definitely do that thing where you know someone hands you something and there's just this needless hand-to-hand contact oh yeah he could even he could even be a wrist stroker could even be one of those yeah i just yeah and i mean barnett would just be stoned out the back like he'd just be taking (laughs) hash brown he'd be taking hash brown to the next level But you'd just leave it at it. You'd leave him at it because he's a ride and he walks the dog. So Kenny it. would be doing everything right. He'd be hairnet, things weigh you know, correctly, things would be <clears throat> crisp enough. Not too crisp, but just crisp enough. But there wouldn't be any no. excitement to Kenny. There'd be no like, you know, extra sausage here, you know, I'll just charge you for three fillings there. Like it would just be so by by the rules yeah but you know what would happen with Kenny one day Kenny'd obviously be the manager right and he'd be fair but he'd, he'd run a tight ship okay and he'd like he'd, it would all be like just want to have a quiet word you know just want to have a quiet word and just you know if you if you if you need to change the roster can you just not scribble out your name and talk to me first that kind of thing right yeah it's a 15 minute tea break because the thing yeah. is if you're a minute late then the next person's a minute late and it just throws the whole system yeah, and all you have to do is say, oh, yeah, I no, totally get it. Thanks, Kenny. But, like, you never change your ways, right? And Kenny's never going to do anything about it. And then one day Kenny's out and in his locker is the first aid kit and something happens and you're like, we're actually going to need to open this because we need the first aid kit. And you open it up and this box falls out of the locker, right? And you're like, what the fuck is this? And then you realise that it's bits of your hair and it's like plasters and shit and tissues and you realise that he's been collecting all these little bits from you. Yeah, there is there is kind of a skin connector vibe like you, off you, Kenny, isn't there? Well, you definitely yeah, keep the job, he, but you'd bribe him. No, there's I mean, I would say I would say he comes across as such a good guy that I wouldn't want to see his search history because there has to be yeah. some kind of some kind of alter ego there. Like nobody can be sweet, sweet kisses all the time. The notes on the fridge. I love you. you, know you love me. Do you know what's really throwing me off about him? See, I just fast forward through all their bits. So I do feel maybe I'm being unfair here. No, no, you need to. Like, I'm sorry now. That would be one rule I'd have for anyone watching the show. You can't pick and choose. You can't bypass the cringe because the cringe is part of the experience. Yeah, no, I was just I was just living for Jessica and Mark. I'll be honest. Come here, we better go. I have to go for better a week. Go. Um, Come here, Dave, thanks please for calling. I'm in LA next month, so. Are you, Emma? Yeah, I have an audition. What's the audition for, Emma? I'll have to Love is you. blind? <laughs> I don't have an audition. I'm not going to LA, but I could be. It could happen. I think the flights are quite cheap now. Probably, who knows? I think peak coronavirus is when we need to be travelling, Emma. On that note, goodbye, Emma Bear. Goodbye, Julie. I love you. Fred Cook is also saying goodbye to the podcast. Hi, goodbye, Uh, podcast. Hi, Emma. Good night, everyone. (laughs)
This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.